0: hello everyone welcome to cody's car conundrum where you will hear about car news car culture and car talks here's your host cody wagner
1: hello everyone welcome back to the podcast and may i point out sebastian vettel you absolute moron i will concede i don't think hamilton slowed down at the appropriate time he did admit as far as i could tell and this is all just my opinion He did it mid-corner and that was a really bad moment to decide to slow down now i've read (laughs) i've had the chance to read a lot of comments and some people are saying vitel was too close and that may be true but i still may i still think hamilton really should have waited till after the corner to slow down i mean i remember that you can't overtake during the virtual safety car i don't know if it goes for the real safety car but if you can't overtake during the physical safety car he wouldn't have lost anything by going by waiting till just a little bit after that turn to then slow down. Whether he hit the brakes or not, frankly, people are still divided about that too. Do I think he should should have gotten a penalty for that? Yes. Not a big one, but he did he did cause that crash by stopping by slowing down prematurely mid-corner. Is Vettel without fault though? <laughs> don't don't even joke like that. Of course he's at fault i mean he intentionally ran into the side of hamilton and considering these are open wheel cars if the damage had been great enough that would have been that would have been hamilton's front left suspension steering whatever that could have been completely broken or broken beyond broken beyond the scope of the race would allow and exactly the same for sebastian but on his front right and all what just because you had a little hissy fit truthfully I am not one of the calmest of racers. I will admit that. When something irritates me, it irritates me greatly. Mostly when they're trolls who wreck you. Or when it's the same person constantly crashing into you. Though, to be fair, they were all accidental, but it was still irritating as mess. But anyway, I also get frustrated. But I don't revenge crash like Vitell did. Sorry, I, I had to think about the names I was talking about. I only I only did it once because it was it was gonna it was supposed to be a good race i qualified well and then some absolute moron didn't didn't break into okay it wasn't the first turn it was a little bit later on that it was only one time when i was going through and i i still missed not that it was still right it was wrong of me to do that or to try so i get where the frustration's coming from but unlike in an online lobby where a a lot of the time trolls will leave before they can deal out punishment leaving you with a leaving you to feel unsatisfied because they didn't get their proper punishment Hamilton could have. The possibility is there that he would have gotten a penalty for that. Do I believe so? Eh, I think they would have looked over it. I don't I'm not fully sure they would have, but the possibility is there. All Vitell had to do was wait, pray Hamilton got a penalty for that, and then laugh quietly to himself and continue on racing. That is literally all he had to do, but he had to go in and smash him from the side. I mean... Yeah, you know, nothing's better than multi-million dollar bumper carts, right? I mean, just, that's awesome. M- money's not going down the drain. No, of course not. It, this is all good fun. As I, as I said to my dad when we were watching, if this was NASCAR, this would have been a full-on fist fight on the, uh, on the turf, on the side of the track. But F1 is not that, na- uh, well, there might have been a few fist fights occasionally. Current F1 is neither NASCAR nor Classic F1. How did the race go at all? incredibly odd to say the least because Kenny was third and quite honestly i don't remember him qualifying that well in a while i mean to be fair i might just be forgetting a recent race but there might be a reason for that and it's probably because he didn't stay there for long well he didn't stay there for long on this race either you want to guess what happened anyone want to have a guess he crashed out yes yes you you eating the mcdonald's mcdouble thing yes very good guess he did crash out when I say crashed out Valtteri Bottas was gonna try and overtake had a little mishap over the curbs the curbs themselves the car the car pushed wide the car pushed into Kimi Raikkonen then his car pushed wide and then it went into the wall and then it messed up the tire then he dnf and then during the the stop the red flag they fixed the car and then he was stuck at last place for the entirety of the race and then something else happened, and then he DNF'd anyway. I I really have to ask, I didn't see a lot of the 2014 season. I didn't see a lot of the 2015 season, if anything, really. Was he fast then? Because I swear, if I mean, what, he won in 2007, or he won in one of those early years with, you know, Alonso and whatever, I think. Is it just me, or does he just seem so, you know, unmotivated to you know, win the race, he hasn't, as far as I can tell, he hasn't really put in any power drives except for one recent track I can't remember the name of, I mean, I get that, you know, he's a very calm, very monotone person, but even still, he just seems so out of it, like, eh, you know, meh, whatever, it's like, is he gonna put in any, you know, any drive to getting to the end, or finishing well, or you know, he's the complete opposite of Sebastian Vettel, there's that fire in his eyes that he really wants this, regardless of his childish antics, yeah, um, I have to say, I really don't think he might stay for a while, I don't know, we'll compare Kimi Raikkonen to Fernando Alonso, despite Fernando Alonso being in F1 for, what, 10 years? now, because he's been here since 07. Despite that, you can tell he's still got a lot of speed left, I mean, he's still got a lot of drive. He is still a quick driver. The engine is seriously letting that haunt down, but he is a very capable driver still. Kimmy, on the other hand, I think can be a capable driver, but he hasn't really shown it off a lot lately. He's really... he's fallen through the field a lot of the times. He's Whether it was a mistake or not, he just lets other people pass him as far as i can tell he got he has a good car under him good handling good power and he just doesn't he doesn't capitalize on it in the same way that sebastian does he doesn't have that for lack of a better term that same motivation that sebastian does and so is it just his time to come to leave f1 is he and i'm not saying leaving racing as a whole you know who knows next he could do le mans or something I'm just wondering: Is it time that is it time that he leaves the sport? I'm not trying to jinx anything. He's not going anywhere, you know. Ricardo, I kind of felt the same way. If they get a better engine, again, he's still got a lot of life life in him as a race as a racing driver. And there are, of course, fast you know seasoned racing drivers still out there. Kimi just doesn't seem all that into it these days. I don't. I don't think. Moving away from that, the Force Indias that was, I think, much like last the last race, uh, a boneheaded move from both of them, which which was a shame, because it's kind of interesting to see how India would do. Willi- Williams, that that was awesome, seeing Lance Stroll get <laughs> Sally third, because Botash just bombed him at the end of the race, but it was awesome. Uh, me, as a Daniel Ricciardo fan, it was nice seeing him win the race. I just hope that Red Bull can get a better engine, and then, you know, boom, take the fight to Take the fight to ferrari and mercedes because i feel like not that i doubt his skill but i feel like he won that race because vettel and because vettel and hamilton royally messed each other up there was a lot of restarts they he got a lot of lucky breaks i feel i i'm not so sure his his car can go toe-to-toe with the mercedes or with the ferrari and so i'm i'm waiting for that chance where it are i'm waiting for that moment when they've got a car that them winning isn't bound by other people messing up it's it's predicated on them being able them or daniel being able to really get the most out of that car rather than other people messing up as i as i said but yeah that that was a good race a lot of people went out max apparently not too happy with his red bull which is kind of interesting. I thought they'd be a little bit more reliable. Yeah, the Honda, <laughs> amazingly, Fernando made it to the end of the race, and in a points-paying position. I mean, not a brilliant points position, but, you know, they made it to the end of the race, and this this also goes back to the end of the race and the all that safety car stuff. I have to wonder if all that slow driving, while probably didn't help the tires, I have to wonder if it helped the engine, because it's... Infamous these days that Honda's F1 engine sucks, just flat out sucks. Sucks harder than a vacuum. However, was this a case where because they weren't going all out as much as they would on other circuits because they had more safety cars they stopped the race? Was the engine given more time to cool off and calm down rather than being at you know sixteen thousand, twenty thousand RPM all the time? That that's what I have to wonder is if all that all those safety cars, all of those things regarding relating to that allowed the engine to last because it wasn't being pushed for as long as it would be normally, and that's why I made it to the end of the race. And if I were McLaren-Honda right now, that's what I'd ask. If this was a normal race... Could that engine have made it to the end? On one hand, I kind of want to think, maybe it could have. Maybe it, this still would have been the first race they would have made it to the end of. But on the other hand, I can't deny, all those brakes the engine got from being at full tilt all the time, that had to have helped. The tires, it wouldn't have helped the tires, but it will have it will have helped the engine from blowing up like it has all the time. But yeah, that's that's what I think. Toro Rosso, I don't think made it. Romain, Romain Grosjean, I think he went out. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. Can't really remember. But yeah, just an incredible race. Just, it was insane how many things happened. I just never thought I'd see Daniel get into first or a Williams car get into second. That was insane. Just insane just incredible, and Hamilton and Vettel tried, they tried their hardest, they couldn't get, they couldn't get to the end, which was a shame, and then Felipe Massa's race was kinda cut prematurely. Anyway guys, I hope you enjoyed this, I will see you all after a word from our sponsors. I have a special announcement to make, you can now go on Amazon.com, type in the search bar Cody's Car Conundrum, and now you can find all of my new merch, and you can even buy a t shirt that says, I listen to Cody's Car Conundrum. Yeah, telling people that you listen to such an awesome podcaster like me. That's not any kind of self promotion at all. <laughs> but yes, all you have to do is go to Amazon.com, type in Cody's Car Conundrum, and then buy the shirts you want. Okay, and we start the second part with BMW's recalling the M760 LI again over an oil leak. That coming from a BMW is kind of interesting. Your Chevrolet SS could have rusty power steering. And when I say Chevrolet SS, what I mean is holding Commodore that we put Chevrolet badges on it and just did some badge engineering. And then, you know, boom, here you go, Chevrolet SS. Top Gear gets in trouble in Norway after 150-mile-per-hour tunnel run. Oh, dearie me. Volkswagen agrees to buy back diesel cars in two German cities. FCA tweaks Chrysler 300, Dodge Charger, and Jeep Cherokee trims for the 2018 model year. Demand for trucks and crossovers continues to drive used car prices down, which is good news for me. Kia Executive says a high-performance stinger is a no-go for now, which is a real shame. 2018, BMW X3 first official photos and details of all new model have been leaked, and if you haven't guessed, it just looks like a tiny X5, which isn't completely brilliant. I mean, it looks good, but it looks like a smaller X5. It's not really all that unique to me. Alpine A110 to tackle hill climb at Goodwood, first UK delivery set for 2018. Range Rover Sport prototype drives itself in the city as JLR inches closer to level 4 autonomy. 2018 Dacia Duster rendering looks plausible enough. Toyota downplays diesel hybrids and remains skeptical about EVs. Kia Stinger enters the final stages of development, which I'm kind of surprised because I thought... I didn't think they were still developing it. Yeah. Thought they were just, you know, prepping it, prepping it for sale and stuff. Seat got over ten thousand name proposals for its flagship SUV. What would you name it? If it were me, I'd name it the. Seat isn't the one that does the Orac name, is it? Because that—that's yeah, that's Skoda. So if it was Seat, it'd be the. I'd probably call it the Motika, just for the sake of no, no, no. Just because random thoughts for the win. Leave it at that. Carlos in to benefit from new Renault-Nissan bonuses. Because, of course, he needed a bigger paycheck. Sarcasm. Tesla reportedly eyeing its own streaming music service. Because, of course, they are. Geely considers moving Lotus production to China. Interpol looking for five former VW execs over emissions fraud new subaru wrx still two and a half years away 2017 audi rs5 coupe launched in europe Price from 80,900. 900 insert current currency here new renault Megane rs2 have two chassis settings and four wheel steering Aston martin valkyrie i love that name will allegedly have 1130 horsepower and a better power to weight ratio than to, than a 1 to 1 Koenigsegg Agera. I just love that name. Aston Martin Valkyrie. That is awesome. Just just awesome. Subaru's first electric vehicle slated to arrive in 2021. Oh right, we're on the second bit. Got to do the recalls. Let's get into where is it? There it is. The BMW m7 and it's not the proper m7 it's just an m 760 li so the just a couple of months ago bmw issued a recall for the for the bmw m7 poser suit over an oil leak now it's recalling it again over a similar issue Only well, this time it's more than doubled the scope the initial recall issued two months ago today identified a problem with the big performance sedan that posed the threat of leaking oil onto the front brakes oh good good grief that's yeah that's a problem <laughs> or in the words of jamie Heim- Heineman, well there's a problem <laughs> at the time it was estimated to to affect just 97 vehicles in the united states but the latest notice from the national highway traffic safety administration or the nhtsa has 206 examples of the same recalled for the same problem the M7 Poser Suit is the new model at the top of the 7 Series range that stands as the performance flagship, packing a 6.6-liter twin-turbo V12 rated at 601 horsepower and 590 pound-feet of torque, to take on the likes of the Audi S8 and Mercedes-AMG C, sorry, S63, not to mention the Alpina B7, along with the M7 Poser Suit recall. BMW is also calling in another 92 additional 7 Series models over a completely different issue. This time, it's the left tail lamp assembly, which will need to be replaced on certain examples of the 2013-2015 740i, 740li, 740lxi, 750, 750xi, 750li, 750xli, and 2014 Active Hybrid 7. I just love how we have that li, xi, lxi, and then the last one's just Active Hybrid 7. Also, BMW, you need a new naming strategy, because your naming strategy sucks. I mean, seriously, xi... L-X-I, LI, really? Gosh, I mean, just, if, I'd appreciate it if they could make it more distinctive. Anyway, we will move on to the Chevrolet SS recall, or, well, some form of recall. Do you own a Chevrolet SS <coughs> holding Commodore? You're in rare company, because GM sold fewer than 11,000 of them in the United States in four years, and now the majority of them are being, are being recalled. The problem comes down to the electric power steering system. Well, not hydraulics? That's interesting. According to the recall notice published by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration or the NHTSA, the connector between the power steering module and the torque sensor could become corroded, which may cause a loss of power steering assist. Since that would make the rear-drive V muscle sedan that much more difficult to handle, especially at low speeds, GMs were calling 6,204 of them from the 2014, 2015, and 2016 model years. Though model years and calendar years don't match up, it's worth noting that GM sold 8,387 sedans in those 3 years. So we're looking at the MAJORITY of those models out there. Dealer technicians will inspect the steering assembly and replace it if necessary. GM started rebadging the Holden VF Commodore and bringing it in stateside as the Chevrolet SS late in 2013. With sales flagging and Holden ceasing production, the last model rolled off the assembly line in Australia a month ago, with no successor planned. That'll leave the Dodge Charger once again, once again, as the only eight-cylinder domestic muscle sedan on the market, including luxury models from the likes of Chrysler and Cadillac brands as the Ford Fusion Sport and a Taurus SHO stick with Turbo 6s. 2018 Subaru Legacy and Legacy Outback, priced from $22,195. Volkswagen working on five, no less than five electric vehicles, including two we haven't even seen yet. Hyundai's Hot Veloster end seen parading its fat pipes on the ring. And I do not mean to be rude, I am just quoting article title. Namikny Urus, still a really terrible name, to debut on December 4th, first deliveries from mid-2018. 2018 Nissan Leaf definitely looks better than the original, and that's a completely subjective statement, because I'm not sold. Has to run Vantage recalled globally for transmission software failure. Gosin says Ronald Nissan could overtake Volkswagen and Toyota to become this year's number one automaker. FIA announces the first Intercontinental Drifting Cup, or the IDC. Not a very brilliant acronym, but definitely a brilliant title. Intercontinental Drifting Cup. If that's not a cool racing name, I don't know what is. So let's get straight into that Aston Martin recall. Even the company that made the famous James Bond cars has to recall its vehicles from time to time, and the latest action covers 1,658 units of the Aston Martin Vantage. The recall is about models made from June 2010 to September, 20, to September 2013 that are equipped with either the Sport Shift One or Sportshift Two automated manual gearboxes. As these Vantages may stall occasionally and lose power in extreme cases, Reuters reports. Aston Martin CEO Andy Palmer sent a team of engineers to China last month, where owners of the aforementioned sports cars had been complaining about them since 2014, only to discover that some local dealers failed to present the clutch position after a software update to the automatic transmission system in the normal course of events. When you make a software change, you have to reteach the engagement position of the clutch, and most of our dealers around the world automatically did that," said Palmer. Regarding to the recall starting in China rather than North America, The automaker's boss added, I don't think it is the only example, but it's interesting that it started in China and becomes a global recall. It demonstrates the importance of China, the sophistication of the customer, and the diligence of the authority there. Owners for the possibly affected SMR Advantage should be contacted by the automaker shortly and advised to schedule an appointment with an an authorized dealer. The British marquee estimates that this safety campaign will cost them around 380,000, I'm gonna assume pounds. Link & Co. will offer brutally simple products, says Boss. Anyway guys, I hope you enjoyed this, and I will see you all after a word from our sponsors.
0: Are you uninsured
1: or underinsured?
0: Can't afford the high premiums of health insurance? Would you like to save money on your out-of-pocket cost for dental and medical bills? If you answered yes to any of these questions, request more information at... HTTP colon slash slash www dot dot com slash alternative dash healthcare dash solutions or call Doctor Taffy at three zero three dash five seven six dash zero six seven zero. Our plans are available in forty two states.
1: Hello! We are back once again! New Porsche 911 GT2 RS is already sold out, all of 1,000 of them. Bugatti test drivers suggest the Chiron won't hit 300 miles an hour, but 280 plus might be possible. Bugatti says it'll do 300, if only the tires didn't suck. Which, they don't, but the tire... Currently, there's no tire that can handle dewey 300 miles an hour, and that's what they need to get the Chiron up there. New Skoda Octavia RS245 <laughs> arrives in the UK, priced from £27,595, or basically 31K. 31 k $31,000, I mean. Toyota Aqua, aka the Prius C, gets a facelift and a new crossover variant, and no, I kid you not, they call the Prius C the Aqua in other markets. Why? I have... Absolutely no idea. Wanna cry ransom, ransomware virus shuts down Honda factory in Japan. I'm sorry, but wanna cry. <laughs> oh, that that's a good name. <laughs> Uber CEO Travis Kalanick, I think I got that right, resigns under pressure from investors. Persia reveals its new Chinese-based pickup, and it's. Hmm, 2018 Toyota Camry detailed ahead of summer launch and the front end is baboon monkey ugly everything else though isn't too bad if they hadn't messed up the front so catastrophically it would actually be pretty cool but they did mess it up catastrophically. but again styling is subjective so or good styling is subjective. You can have a look for yourself on my blog. Volvo's Polestar brand officially goes rogue as Electrify Performance brand. Oh dear. 2019 BMW M140i to go after A45 AMG, Ford Focus RS, and probably the Renault Megane RS with 400 horsepower and all-wheel drive. Whether it'll be better dynamically than the Focus RS is what I think everyone's keen to find out two chinese automakers could launch in Canada in 2020 Chevrolet Bolt miss- misses IAH's top safety pick plus rating due to poor headlights 2018 Opel Grandland X comes with two engine options and is priced from 23,700 pounds oh, or oh or wait oh wait that's not that's not pounds whatever excuse me 23,700 in certain currency here Oh, by the way, the Chevrolet Camaro ZL1 1LE just, sort of, just ran around the ring in 7 minutes 16, and supposedly, from a Viper owner on a form I was reading, they unofficially did a lap time of 7 minutes 12. Basically, Gen 4 ACR speed, and that's impressive for the Camaro. A lot of it's impressive down to the sheer weight in that it's a lot heavier than the Gen 4, and it's got more power. But I think that's also a testament to the Gen 4, down to just how fast that was, just, there's a, and that's what the repave. The Gen 4 did it without the repave. I knew the Gen 4 Star was fast, but man, it just, it must have been just other, otherworldly back then, considering we're having cars now starting to regularly, regularly get that time. Tesla close to a deal for its first factory in China. New Jaguar E-Pace baby SUVTs debuts on July 13th, and is priced from $38,600 or pounds. I don't know, just it's 38,600 monies. So, yeah. By the way, not cheap. Dodge Challenger SRT Demon Allocation Plan encourages dealers to sell at MSRP. And when you, when you sign the form you have to, to get the demon, you also have to say that you got an MSRP. If you didn't, that dealer you bought it from is going to get a penalty. I don't know what the penalty is, but basically, good guy Dodge knows de- demons are going to get markups. ...stops markets from happening, which is awesome. Ford's build next North American Focus in China instead of Mexico. New Audi S6 gets ready to bring the fight to BMW's M55 X-Drive. I mean M550 X-Drive. New Vauxhall Insignia Sports Tour reaches the UK... From 18,685 pounds, which is about 22 grand, which isn't bad. Mercedes will produce E-Class, GLC, GLE, and GLS in Russia, too, from 2019. 2019 Porsche 911 Turbo Mule, or Mull, I mean Mull, hits the track with over 600 horsepower. Honda's UK factory revitalized by strong sales of the Civic in the US. all new Hyundai Santa Fe begins exercising on the Nurburgring, and that face... Uh, good grief. It may be behind camouflage, but ooh dear. Renault already started lapping new Megane RS at the Nurburgring. Marcione says FCA has no interest in the mobility business, which I think is a bad idea, and they need to get some interest in it. New Kia, Stonic, and Gin subcompact SUV (laughs) officially unveiled. Anyone who heard that. I'm sorry, but this new Kia Stonic, the Stonic name, you take the S from that, and you have Tonic. And you know what you get? You get Tonic and Gin. I'm sorry, but that's where my mind goes to when I hear the Stonic name. It's just Stonic and Gin now. I don't know what Kia was thinking when they decided, you know what? You know what? We'll just call it the stonic. I mean, that doesn't sound like some chronic illness. You know, it doesn't sound like some chronic disease. But, you know what? We'll just call it that. Nothing could go wrong with that. It doesn't sound like some sort of alcohol. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't sound like anything non-innocent or non-cool or hip or whatever. I mean, stonic as a word might be hip. But like I said, you take the ass from that, you get something you got something really different. All new Lincoln Navigator starts from $72,055. Extended version joins the family, apparently. Mercedes-Benz A class sedan coming to the US in 20, sorry in 2018. And is apparently targeting, targeting millennials. Because of course they are, everyone is. If if you're wondering why I sound like I have a problem with it, it's not. It's not, I don't like millennials or Gen Xers. I, I think the whole thing's ridiculous. What, you know, why put labels on it? I mean, really. yes, there are different generations of people. But the problem is that they've turned millennials and... The connotation with Gen Xers and millennials in the same sentence is just... You know, it's one of those internet fads of arguments that's so ridiculous it's unnecessary. It's like, you know, don't you people have lives or jobs or families or kids you'd rather spend time with? You know that's why i sound irritated whenever i hear whenever i see something like that because it's you know i'm not a big fan of fads or trends or or stuff like that because it's so to take a word from my mom it's sort of tacky you know jump on the bandwagon and hope you get some cheap money you know i understand that you know the cuvs they make sense and hey everyone wants them so you know there you go but no one's, no one's making it for the sake of, you know, what, you know why don't we try to make an SUV or, or a CUV? They're doing it for the sake of, oh, wow, my competition, are making money from it. I must jump on this and steal the money from it. They're not, they're, not, they're not doing it for honest reasons. They're just doing it for the fact of, you know, stealing money from their competitors. And I, I say stealing loosely, but you get the point. And you had to go and put labels on it. Not everyone likes each other. That is a fact of life, and that makes sense. Something you're doing that doesn't need to be done. And that that sounds weird, but frankly, I uh, could get into that, but that would delve into topics that aren't related to an automotive podcast. And yes, I know the podcast last week wasn't completely automotive-related, but that had some automotive elements into, the, into it. Whereas this would just be a personal rant, and while I have done that, those were also automotive-related. So those are still not with my podcast. Anyway, Hennessy Venom! F5, taking aim at Bugatti Chiron, will top out at around 300 miles per hour. That's if anyone will buy it in the first place, but of course someone will. What I should have said was, that's if Hennessy has the money to make it. Uh, anyway. Roush P51 Mustang packs an impressive 727 horsepower. New Mercedes A-Class, spied with an S-Class style digital dash, which is basically two tablets stuck together and stuffed onto a onto a dashboard. Which is also a, a a trend. I don't. I don't completely mind. like. Take that new Volkswagen Polo. That's got a brilliant digital dash because they've incorporated it well. Whereas Mercedes, no. Like I said, they stuck two tablets together, and it just. It doesn't look cheap per se. It just looks clunky. It doesn't. I don't think it flows very well. It just. It looks. It, it, not like an afterthought, but more so that they didn't put much thought into it. They didn't integrate it very well. I don't think. Tesla gets approval to sell its vehicles in Arizona. Audi technical boss confirms plans for an electric supercar, which I thought they did when they were doing the e-tron, and then they killed the e-tron, and now you're gonna say that again, which as far as I'm concerned might just be a bunch of hot air, like with SCA and constantly trademarking the Kuna name, even though, to be fair, with all the licensing deals they get, they do make some money off that. Honda the 2018 Accord with a sketch ahead of the July 14th debut. New Subaru WRX STI Type RA set for a Goodwood Public debut. Anyway, I have to sign off here. Thank you all for listening, and I will see you all next week.
0: You have just listened to Cody's Car Conundrum. Be sure to join us every Sunday. You can subscribe to Cody's YouTube channel at www.youtube.com C slash A C R. Be sure to get Cody's books on Amazon at www.amazon.com slash Cody dash Wagner slash E slash capital B zero one nine capital K capital X seven two capital Z eight If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Be sure to follow Cody here so you don't miss any episodes. Bye until next time.